Hello, everyone. Welcome into Friday Night Medical Podcast. I am your host, uh, Nick Wright, joined here always by my my good friend, colleague, Daniel Desmond. Daniel, how are we doing? Doing well, doing well. It's, uh, you know, smoke has cleared a little bit, so, you know, pretty happy about that. I can see the sky. So much better than we had uh, over the weekend. I'm ready to get outside again and be able to to run or do activities since considering a pandemic outside things are the only things we can do. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ready to be able to go back outside again. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks uh, for coming on and, and joining again this week. I know it's a pretty consistent thing for us, but uh, today we want to talk about the central athletic training room. And I think it's a really good topic for young clinicians getting an understanding of what an athletic training room is. What are some of the things that we would want or should see that's inside the athletic training room and uh, just getting a good, good idea. Cause I think there's a lot more that goes into it than people really realize. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, from personal experience, I remember, you know, going from being an intern, you know, at a collegiate setting that had a, you know, fully functioning and, uh, you know, pretty awesome, quite honestly, athletic training room to go into a place that had zero athletic training room and kind of realizing the trials and turbulations that go into creating something like that, creating a space that can really be used in a medical sense. So tell me, tell me a little bit more about that ex- experience. And you were both here at Marysville High School and you come in, uh, just a couple years ago, as as an athletic trainer looking to start kind of a you know an athletic train program essentially mm-hmm. here at a university that that hasn't had one in the past, and and you found yourself tasked with with having to build your own space and build your own room. Is that correct? Yeah. So when I first came to Marysville, uh, we had always had a sports med class, and you know I actually am an alumni of Marysville High School. About ten years ago, I graduated high school here. We had a sports med class then, um, and since, you know, when I was in college, there was a sports med room that was built for the class, and it's actually a really beautiful facility that you're able to use with your kids. Um, But at the time, the school administration was tasked with, okay, well, we need to give this full-time athletic trainer his own space. And so um, it was essentially just walking the grounds and figuring out, okay, what kind of closet or maybe old coaches space or, you know, frankly, an inhabited space could we use on this campus and really turn it into a full functioning clinic. Um, we ended up, you know, finding the old coaches offices down by the pool. Um, and based off of that location, we thought, Hey, you know, we'll make it work. Even if it's temporary, um, you know, we'll definitely, we can definitely build something there. And, you know, so far, you know, we have, I know we did a video walkthrough today. So a lot of the students will be able to see it. Some of the students in your class are, you know, athletes. So they've seen it, you know, already in person. So I, I like the space. Uh, there's definitely some things that we can prove that I'm sure we'll talk about, but, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it's been an experience building something from scratch like that. So you, had made a, a point or, or had said that, you know, one of the things that you're looking for is like any closet or random room or, or any kind of area that you could make an athletic training room. That kind of goes into the first question of when making an athletic training room, you would think I, I see a lot of athletes that walk around, you know, here at, at Marysville High School. So shouldn't shouldn't we be looking for a really large area that we need to, to house these students? Why would we necessarily be looking at like a, like a closet or, or something like that? 
I mean, you, you're kind of, uh, you're capped by, you know, the capacity of your school, right? You know, a lot of, oftentimes you're at a collegiate setting or maybe a, you know, a better endowed, you know, high school. And so then they're able to actually create the space and design it. But typically when you're, you know, in a, you know, a high school setting or even some small colleges, you're kind of, uh, you know, capped at what you can do in terms of resources. Uh, ideally though, if you were to make, you know, a hypothetical perfect athletic training room, you know, it has to be a big space because there's a lot of, you know, people that come in and out in a short amount of time, a lot of turnover. Um, and quite frankly, you know, if there was one deficit of the athletic training room we have, it, it would be that it's pretty cramped. It's pretty cramped. I think that there's, Definitely something to be said for an athletic training room or a space that is built or designed to be an athletic training room. And if we are, if we're starting like we did here at Marysville high school, if you're starting where you are having to make a space, be an athletic training room, we're not going to be building, you know, an additional space or additional building that's going to become an athletic training room where we, you could build in some of these components. A lot of times you have to take a look at the existing infrastructure and figure out what space you can make work. Yeah. And I think that's the big distinction that, that we have to understand and make is that, Hey, we're going to, we're going to look at the textbook and we're going to see all the things that says that are required or that we should have an athletic training room, but maybe we don't, have the ability to do that because the space we have uh, isn't available. I mean, you talked about how the space that you found was a couple of coaches' offices and that, you know, it might be a little bit cramped, but um, once you actually then find the space, even if, I mean, if it's a little cramped or not, you, you make it what it needs to be, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, when I was kind of going over the checklist of things that I needed to, at the very least, get done, um, the situation that we have down by the pool kind of works out. You know, you're right in the middle of the football complex. Baseball is right there. JV softball is right there. Swimming is obviously right there. Um, you are away from some of these other winter sports, but, you know, luckily we have a situation here where sports med has, you know, been more than willing after school to allow me to utilize this space. If there's, you know, a wrestling event, wrestling practice, basketball practice. So, collaboratively, you know, the, you know, the staff here at Marysville High School has really been accommodating in that way. Um, but making sure that, you know, you're able to lock up your space, make sure that, you know, things are secure is, you know, a big thing. Obviously, making sure that you have a way to perform an evaluation, making sure that you have a way to apply like any sort of prophylactic tape or any sort of, you know, uh, examination where you might have to look at the lower extremity. Um, so a taping table would be an example of that. Um, and then being able to have some sort of space for obviously rehab. Um, and, you know, we're able to check all those boxes. Um, and, you know, I think you'll see when you go through the walkthrough that, you know, honestly, just a couple different things that are you know, procedurally might need to get done, maybe a couple uh, construction changes in terms of, you know, a sink here or there, or, you know, maybe a place to uh, be able to clean in-house all of the uh, water equipment. Um, and, you know, really that place is a full functioning clinic. From a 
high school, secondary school perspective, ideally you want something that's central that athletes can get to, you know, during their lunch period, because that's typically one of the more productive, you know, periods of the day. You don't want to really be taking kids out of classes, maybe other than PE or other than, you know, some of these extracurricular classes that you have a relationship with their teacher. So access is the most important thing. Um, obviously being down by the pool in our situation here at Marysville uh, hinders that a little bit, but like I said before, collaboration, you know, accommodation by some of the other staff members, we've been able to make it work here on campus pretty well, I think. Awesome. Yeah. Dan, tell me, or let's talk a little bit more. And this is one that always gets me and one that I'm, you know, when I am learning or I'm looking at different components of an athletic training room that kind of does shock me a little bit still to this day, but talk to me about the, the plumbing and electricity concerns. Cause I think that's, this is a one that really escapes a lot of people. They really don't understand or think about and could even hamper what space we could use. You could have a room that's really, really perfect, but because of some of the specific plumbing or electrical needs that, that are carried on through an athletic training room, it might not be a viable option. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, uh, the most important thing is that, you know, all of the outlets uh, have ground fault uh, interrupters, um, meaning, you know, that, you know, in the case that there's water on the ground, which in an athletic training room, there's pretty much always water on the ground, uh, especially when we're talking about like an ice machine or something like that, uh, ice baths, things like that, you know, kids coming in and out. You, you can't have it be in a situation where, you know, you're at any sort of like, com you have any sort of like compliance issues with, uh, water, electricity. Um, so, you know, obviously getting your electrical outlets up off the ground as high as you can, and then also being able to have that ground fault interrupter, uh, I think is really important. Um, in terms of, you know, the needs, just for instance, the things that we have run into, you know, at Marysville is we had a big cabinet space with a nice sink in it. And I'm not really sure why there was a cabin space with a sink in it, you know, in an old coach's office. I don't think it was necessarily being used for anything other than maybe janitorial. Uh, but we had that. And so we knew, OK, well, we have water access to this wall. So theoretically, we can get an ice machine put in. But, you know, the, you think, oh, well, we'll just switch out the sink, take out the cabinets, throw an ice machine in there. You know, it's fine. But the plumbing that goes into, you know, allowing the you know, ice machine to work in compliance and also not take up too much space is actually pretty hard to do. You've got to keep it a little bit farther away from the wall because of the specific, you know, uh, mechanisms for plumbing. Um, and then, you know, once you have that, then, okay, well, we really needed that sink, it turns out. So then there's, you know, more plumbing that's required for that. So, you know, in a big district like we have here where, you, you know, you're uh, kind of strapped for resources in terms of like, there's not that many people that can just spend too much time working on your specific needs. You really have to be efficient with, you know, what requirements that you at, at the very least need to get filled. So we needed an ice machine down there, you know, uh, a lot of football practices, you know, a lot of different events require a lot of ice. And at the time we only had a really small like snack bar, um, down there that was constantly running out of ice because you know the football team was taking it the night before for ice baths or something like that so we filled the need but then in the process of filling a need you kind of created another problem so 
really, I would say my big kind of takeaway from my first couple of years of, you know, developing an ATR from scratch is like, Hey, you really have to be able to come up and design a plan prior to making some of these changes just to be able to consider the plumbing needs for a space. So you kind of live and you learn in, in, in my case, but definitely something that I would, uh, really try to get, you know, young professionals or anybody that's considering to doing what we do, hey, like really come up with a solid plumbing game plan and make sure that your administration and, you know, those involved with your district, you know, are all on board. Talk to me a little bit more about the importance of a storage area or utilization of a storage area, or what are maybe some of the important components that go into to housing or keeping storage space? I, I think, you know, in terms of storage, we talked about this a little bit, but being able to make sure that your stuff is secure. You know, I have AEDs, I have, um, you know, a lot of uh, extra, you know, supplies and uh, extra equipment that's, you know, pretty costly. And, you know, you're not in a situation where you just have this wealth of resources, you know, like you're not a division one school, right? So you have to be able to make sure that whatever the school is allowing you to have, you're able to keep and you're able to keep nice um, and you're able to keep for a long time. So security is one of the keys, but then also, you know, ease of access. So, you know, being able to, being able to really declutter your space by having like a really efficient storage setup, you know, can, you know, make a big difference. I mean, we, when we'll go through this kind of virtual tour of the space that we currently have, you'll see that there's a storage unit within built within a, you know, a locked space. Well, before all of that was, you know, right on the wall that you see when you walk in. And so if you could only imagine the amount of, uh, you know, space that takes up, you know, changes the whole dynamic of the room. You literally go from being able to have eh, two, three people in the evaluation room, you know, a couple people in the rehab room, so maybe five, six people at a time to uh, probably like four, you know. So it's, it's a, it, it, it changes things because you got to think the more people that you can have in your space, let's say pregame football, the quicker you can get everybody ready to go compete. So, uh, space equals time really in, in our job. It's a little bit different than maybe a physical therapy unit where it's like, uh, you know, you're seeing people at a scheduled time, you know, in athletic training, you're seeing people for a lot of amount of time and that's all the time you have. You got to go, you know? So there's a sense of urgency that's kind of taken away when you have no space. Yeah. That, that game start comes real quick when you're in a, in a cram space. I've done a plenty of, of trips with my own college teams where I'm operating out of this, this small little locker room area and I'm, I'm trying to tape off the end of a bench. And, uh, next thing you know, I'm looking up and game starts in five minutes. I still got one more kid to, to tape and, and, you know, trying to rush through and and everybody's stressed out at that point and nobody's happy. So I'm going to, Take, I'm going to take this next one and give you a, a little bit of a break if uh, if you don't mind. But let, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to talk with some some ventilation and heating. Another one that yeah. I kind of find funny, but it's almost a little bit common sense too. Mm-hmm. We want to make sure that a room has appropriate ventilation. And what does that mean? Well, when the athletes walk into the room with their stank because uh, they just came in from practice and they got you know shoulder pads or you've got shin guard 
you know, smell that, that comes along with it. You want to have a room that has ventilation to get that out because you don't want that sticking around because nobody wants that. And we live in California where it gets triple digits easily, especially during this first part of the fall. Mm -hmm. Uh, We just had triple digits last week even. Mm -hmm. You want a room that's got some AC, right? We want to be able to take it down. It's going to be more enjoyable for you to be in a work environment. It's going to be better for your athletes that are coming in to get treatment too. I mean, the last thing... Anybody wants is having to go into a room that doesn't have AC. It's very uncomfortable for all, and it's really annoying. And so having good ventilation, having good heating, uh, the heating component is really important for some of our equipment. Some of the electrical equipment that we use uh, will react to extreme heat or extreme cold, like any on the extreme. And if we have this kind of like roller coaster going back and forth, it can put really put a draw on some of the electrical equipment that we use. And some of this equipment is really expensive. Mm-hmm. Right. If we're talking about an electrical stimulation ultrasound machine that is, you know, six thousand dollars, you don't want to have to be paying for too many of those. So we want to keep the life of those equipment by keeping it in a climate controlled area as much as we can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially in COVID world. Right. Yeah. Now, now ventilation, you know, is so important. Uh, You know, obviously we're not competing right now. We don't have any athletes on campus, you know, but moving forward, I think people are going to be extra aware of the importance of, you know, ventilation and being able to, you know, keep, keep the funk out, you know, uh, for lack of a better word. Yeah. Yeah. For real. So we are are kind of coming through. I mean, we've had a lot of topics on this list. I mean, we could jump ahead and, you know, we could talk about a taping area and how you want space around your taping area for you to actually operate and, you know, grab things. But I think that one's kind of self-explanatory and we can kind of see that, yeah, we want some space around the tables. We don't want tables stacked next to each other. The more space that you have, the more elbow room you have to operate, Mm -hmm. the quicker and more efficient you get, like you had said. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I, I want to move on to one of my favorite rooms that is is in an athletic training room, and uh, it's a it's a hydrotherapy room, also known as a wet area. Yeah. This is where traditionally your your ice baths are held. This is where you might be housing your Gatorade coolers or the different equipment that you use for hydration stations, and this is all kept inside of a central athletic training room as well. Traditionally. Um, except maybe at our location. <laughs> so go, Dan, go ahead and just speak to me a little bit. T- tell me about our hydrotherapy or our hydrotherapy capabilities that we have here at Marysville and maybe how we get around not having our own room. So, yeah, I'm used to, I'm used to a space, uh, you know, when I was interning in Division One, we had, you know, an entire, you know, hydrotherapy uh, kind of a, almost like a pool area. I mean, there was, you know, a decently, you know, sized, you know, cold pool. And then there was a, you know, hot pool. And then I worked at different levels and there was more of a traditional, you know, you have ice baths lined up with, you know, all the fridges and, you know, the little mini fridges that held the ice cups and stuff like that. Uh, Don't really have access to that at Marysville. So what we were able to do in terms of a hydrotherapy kind of, you know, just make it work. We actually bought a bunch of horse troughs um, from Tractor Supply. And so currently we have, I believe we have five uh, horse troughs. We have three up in the uh, wrestling uh, storage room. 
that we're able to utilize for all the athletics that's you know that are on campus here. So basketball, wrestling, softball, um, volleyball, um, and then we have two up at the football complex, which is baseball players don't really use the ice baths as much. Uh, it's mainly for football. Um, so luckily, you know, check we have a couple ice machines up here. We're able to you know set up ice baths for kids, um, and then we also have. A hydroculator unit that you know obviously we need to get plumbed i think you can see it in the virtual tour we have that just kind of sitting on the ground right now but you know like what you were saying before you know when you go see uh, or go visit in a way school you know the res the resourcefulness that you have to have to just be able to make make it work in any space you know is kind of similar to you know how we've kind of pieced together the hydrotherapy here I, I mean, to be honest, when I got here, you know, nobody was taking ice baths. It was kind of a foreign thing. So the fact that, you know, we have horse troughs, you know, a lot of the kids here, you know, don't really know that, oh, there's usually a room for all of this to occur. So, it, you know, it's not too bad. I, I think that we have a culture here of, you know, hey, we're taking recovery seriously, you know, and, uh, you know, ice baths are a mechanism to do so. So that's pretty cool. It's progress. Yeah, we most, most definitely. And, and over the course of, you know, just me coming on board last year and in the course of, of me being able to see some of the facilities and see what we have access to, it really is impressive from the school, from the district, from you and the work that you guys have been able to do to put together a lot of these components that are, are required, uh, especially hydrotherapy room. We talked about sometimes you got to use space that you're given. Yeah we're not going to build an additional athletic training room space. So, so you had to carve out what, what used to be an office space into an athletic training room. And there's not, there wasn't room for hydrotherapy there. So you make adjustments, you get creative mm -hmm. and you figure out how can you make, make this uh, accessible? How can you make this ready? How can we make this? So it's a part of, of the experience for this, for the athletes here while, you know, working with, with what you got there. Yeah. There's a creativeness that comes to it. And I applaud, I applaud Marysville high school. I applaud you. I, I applaud the administration for what they've been able to do and, and some of the components. And I think you're right. I don't think, especially with how hot it can get outside in the fall. I don't think some of the, the players are missing that the ice bath isn't inside. Mm -hmm. There's something that's nice about hopping into an ice bath when it's triple digits outside and it doesn't hurt as much when it's really hot outside and you're, and you're hopping into that ice bath. Some athletes might argue with me, but I think it's fine. Yeah, it, it is really one of those things where, you know, some, some people are really uh, interested in doing it and, you know, are gung-ho about it. And then some people, it takes so much, you know, pleading. But it's interesting, once they do do it that first time and they feel the effects afterwards, um, typically they're always, you know, in line to get in. But, you know, you spoke to that too. Creating a Creating a space for athletes to feel... Uh, you know, comfortable uh, for them to actually enjoy the space. Those are kind of those psychosocial components that you have to take into account. You want them to enjoy it. You want them to you yeah. know, feel comfortable in mm -hmm. there. I think sometimes in like a collegiate setting, you, you'll, and I'm sure you've experienced this where, you know, some sport teams, you know, more than others, they, you know, take the athletic training room as like the hangout space. And there's like a, fine line there like you want it to be accommodating and comfortable and you want them to want to come in but then at the same time you want to make sure that you 
are able to draw that line and make sure that they understand, hey, this is where we are productive. This is where we get work done, you know, and uh, this is where we, uh, you know, make ourselves a little bit better. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Marysville High School, you know, having never had an athletic trainer before, I think, you know, in this short amount of time, they've really kind of made it a part of the culture of the school and athletics. I think it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty neat to be a part of definitely. Awesome. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And the last part that, that we really didn't talk about, and I don't know if we need to go too far in depth, but office space. And when we're looking at an athletic training room, like we're, we're working with patients. Why do we need an office? Because a lot of what we do is documentation, 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 whether that's we're documenting the work that we have done on our athletes, whether that is we're storing documentation on our athletes, uh, that could look anything like a previous medical history that could look like insurance documentation. You know, if we had a situation where we're having to send a student away in an ambulance, knock on every piece of wood in the office here, hopefully we're never in that situation. Uh, We'd like to not be in that situation, but in the event that we are, we might have to be pulling insurance information to figure out where we're sending them. And it's probably, I, you can speak to this more than, than I, I, I haven't had to put someone in a, in a hospital in this area, but up in the, up in the area where I was working with the university, there's two different hospitals. Mm-hmm. And depending on your insurance type, depends on which hospital you need to go to. If you send an athlete to the wrong hospital, they get planted with a $10,000 bill. Yeah. And so it's really vital for us to understand, oh, this has, Kaiser. So they need to go to Kaiser. So when the ambulance shows up, we tell them, Hey, they're going to Kaiser. That's where their insurance is at. Uh, so having an office space so we can house all of that, it's appropriately uh, locked so that we can keep it secret and keep it safe. Uh, we have a space that we can work and get our documentation done Mm -hmm. and is a vital component of, of an athletic training room. And, Office space ideally is in an area that either has windows or is in the open area so that you can see what's going on. You never want to be in a situation where you're in your office, you can't see what's going on in the athletic training room, and then something breaks or somebody pulls on something wrong and you can't see it. Or in uh, in my case at, at my university, we always had to have an eye on the hydrotherapy room because you've got electricity and you've got water. And although we have GFIs, we have those ground fault interrupters, there's still always a potential that something can go wrong, yeah. right? No matter, nothing is completely 100% safe, even with the GFIs. You know, there could be something, you know, we get the the motor on the ice bath checked every year, but there could be a situation where just something happens and the motor tricks and it sends an electrical current into the ice bath where the athletes are. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in a situation where you can't see what's going on and you're, and you're too late to respond or again, somebody breaks something or, you know what, even unfortunately it's, it is something we have to think about what, I mean, someone's stealing something. We would hate that too. So being able to have eyes on your clinic from your office space, uh, really important to have. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, the office space, uh, you know, definitely is important for the documentation uh, component. Uh, you know, we have a standing desk in there, have a computer, so I'm able to get everything done. Uh, Another thing to consider, though, out at, you know, in for Marysville and, you know, our situation is there's no Internet actually out at the school. So I'm in a situation currently where when I want to do at least heavy documentation, 
I'm usually utilizing my laptop up at the school. You know, we have a sportswear medical documentation system that's, you know, uh, online based. So it makes it a little bit easier there. Um, But yeah, definitely got a standing desk, got a computer, got to have your, you know, space to document, but then also, you know, write rehab programs, you know, correspond with coaches, uh, schedule different things. It's, It's no different than any other working professional in that case. But you know, when you're cramped for space, you know, typically that kind of office component takes a back seat to these other things that, you know, you want to be able to accomplish. I think, you know, to your point, we were, we were down there talking, um, and this is maybe, you know, something for people to think about. It's like, Hey, we have this office space, but we also have a wall in between the rehab room and the evaluation room. Well, if I'm working on, you know, documentation or whatever, uh, writing up the rehab for a kid that's, you know, inside the rehab space, I can't see him. I can't see, correct him or her, you know, on what they're doing. Uh, You know, it'd be really nice if that wall was out of there. But hey, that's where the water's coming from. So there's all these, you know, different issues that you have that, you know, maybe you're not... uh, you weren't, you weren't thinking at the time when you first got it, you're like, oh, hey, we got a space, let's get up and running. Um, and, you know, it turns out to be the case. That's, and that's exactly what we're talking about here, right? It's part of the reason why we're doing this podcast is, you know, there's so many of these little things that you don't necessarily think about. You yeah. just kind of hop in, you're like, oh, yeah, let's do it. And then who thinks about internet? Who Like, <laughs> that's almost, in this day and age, it's almost like a given. You just expect every building has it yeah. or has access to it somewhere. Like... It's little things like that, that we really, if you're not thinking about it or if you're not prepared for it, all of a sudden you get yourself moved in, you get yourself ready to go. You're like, yeah, let's start housing athletes. And you're like, oh man, we, this isn't really.